Welcome to Episode 31 of Crime Time for Tuesday, September 4th on FayObserver.com, featuring Fayetteville Observer Police and Crime Reporter Nancy McCleary. I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. A Cumberland County deputy shot and injured a man who fired on him when he responded to a domestic incident in the Shaw Heights neighborhood on the morning of Tuesday, September 4th, according to the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office. The shooting happened about 2.54 a.m. on Armadillo Drive, which is located between Shaw Road and Interstate 295. Let's bring in Nancy McCleary to tell us what happened. Nancy? Well, the caller told a 911 dispatcher that Timothy Devon Smith Jr. was knocking on the front door of her residence in a mobile home park, a sheriff's office news release said. Um, In a video that was posted on Facebook, Sheriff Ennis Wright said the subject saw the officer as he was turning around and as the officer was exiting his vehicle, he shot at the officer. The deputy, who has not been identified, returned fire wounding Smith. The deputy provided medical assistance to Smith until paramedics arrived. Smith was taken to Cape Fear Valley Medical Center, where he remained in the intensive care unit on Tuesday afternoon. Sheriff Wright said the deputy was not injured. And the State Bureau of Investigation is investigating the incident. That's standard procedure for any officer-involved shooting. The Sheriff's Office Profession Standards Division also is investigating. In our next story, it was only 10 days before Christmas in 2016 when the remains of a man was found in a burned car. It happened at the intersection of Gateway Drive and Manning Circle, which is near Rockfish Memorial Park. The Cumberland County Sheriff's Office identified the man as 31-year-old Martino Anthony Jones. Last week, arrests were made and warrants issued. On Thursday, August 30th, the Sheriff's Office charged 69-year-old Malloy Jeffries McNeil with obstruction of justice, conspiracy, and being an accessory to murder after the fact. On Friday, August 31st, warrants were issued for two South Carolina men on charges of first-degree murder and conspiracy in the death of Jones. Daniel Demetrius James Jr. is one of those charged. He's in the Albemarle District Jail in Elizabeth City, awaiting a September hearing in federal court on a firearm charge, according to court documents. Police are searching for Bryant Keith Wayne Peterson Jr. He has yet to be found. Anyone with information about his about Peterson or his whereabouts should call the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office at 910-323-1500 or Crime Stoppers at 910-483-TIPS-8477. Well, the man who led McCollum Ranch and was charged with involuntary servitude of children died on Wednesday, August 29th, of congested heart failure. He was 67 years old. As Fayetteville Observer reporter Paul Wolverton described, McCollum was a Christ-like father figure who took in downtrodden people and helped them. To others, he was a charlatan minister who abused and exploited children and young people for decades. McCollum was arrested in December after an 11-month investigation by the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office. Nine women also were charged. McCollum reportedly called himself, quote, the chief apostle, and his followers often called him, quote, daddy. 
So, Nancy, uh, tell us, refresh our memory a little bit about this case. What led to uh, McCollum's arrest late last year? Well, the sheriff's office says that former members of the organization reported in February 2017 that McCollum was making children work as slaves at three John C.'s fish markets and markets and mobile grills in Fayetteville and one in Lumberton. If the children refused to work, McCollum threatened to hurt them and took their food, the sheriff's office said. There were allegations that the children were not attending school and were being denied adequate education and care. Now, the businesses provided income for the McCollum Ranch compound. It's located off U.S. 301, about two miles south of Godwin. After his arrest in December, McCollum was held at a hospital in Central Prison in Raleigh because of his health. His $1.1 million bond was lowered in May, and he was released. His lawyer, Alan Rogers, said that McCollum was bedridden, had 24-hour nursing care, and eventually was put into hospice care. Rogers also said that McCollum's portrayal by law enforcement and the media was unfair and inaccurate. Rogers said that McCollum brought in homeless people and those who had no money and offered jobs, opportunities, and a Christian experience. Now that that McCollum has, has died, Nancy, what about the charges against him? Well, Cumberland County District Attorney Billy West said his office will evaluate the charges against the remaining defendants. Well, we'll certainly be following that story as it continues. In our next story, David Adams Hasty of Fayetteville was arrested last week on break-in and theft charges and was so combative that he could not be fingerprinted when he was booked into the Cumberland County Detention Center. That's according to arrest documents in the Cumberland County Magistrate's Office. He is the son of Cumberland County District Court Judge David H. Hasty. So what did you learn from the warrants? The documents showed that David Adams Hasty was charged in three incidents. He is alleged to have broken into a home on Lakeshore Drive on August 21st, taking sterling silverware and bowls to a, to a pawn shop in Elizabethtown and received $1,549. The warrant said he stole a $650 grill from a home on Farley Drive in July, then sold it as if it was his. Also in July, documents say a woman on Summertime Road said Hasty came into her backyard without her permission. She later discovered that someone had broken into her home and made off with a television, a crossbow, and an autographed Carolina Hurricanes hockey stick. The stick was found by investigators at Hasty's residence. You know, Nancy, the Observer continued its Unsolved Cape Fear Mysteries series in the Sunday, September 2nd edition of the newspaper and, of course, online at fayobserver.com. The series, written by you and Michael Fudge, has explored Uh, inexplicable disappearances, ongoing death investigations, unsolved murders in the Cape Fear region. It it really has been a a compelling series. I hope readers have enjoyed it. This month, Michael Futch delved into the case of three Lumberton women who were found dead all within uh, blocks from one another in the spring of 2017. Nancy, I'm sure you're quite familiar with the case uh, as well. What happened and where are we today? Well, it appears that we're no closer to solving any of these cases than before. Authorities have called the deaths of Christina Bennett, Rhonda Jones, and Megan Oxendine suspicious. However, more than a year later, they have not been ruled homicides. Bennett and Jones were found April 18, 2017. Oxendine was found June 3rd of the same year. 
The causes of death have not been determined. Authorities continue to wait on reports from the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner. More than a year with autopsy reports uh, still waiting. That seems quite long. As, as law enforcement waits, uh, what's going on? Well, Shelley Lynch, a spokesman for the Charlotte Division of the FBI, told Michael Futch that authorities need the public's help. The FBI conducted a door-to-door canvas, canvas in Lumberton in March, conducting about 500 interviews. Special Agent John Strong believes someone in the community knows what happened to the women. And still, more than a year later, nothing. Where, where were the, the women found? Well, they were found within a four-block radius along East 5th and East 8th Streets. The area in East Lumberton has long been regarded as a crime-ridden sector of the city. Those who live and work in the neighborhood say drugs and prostitution are prevalent. Well, maybe they'll be getting some information soon. Anyone with information about this case or these cases can contact the Lumberton Police Department or the Charlotte Office of the FBI. And I look forward to the next installment of the Unsolved Mysteries series that you and Michael have been working on throughout the year. A Pembroke doctor was sentenced Monday in federal court to 20 years in prison for distributing hundreds of illegal prescriptions for narcotic painkillers. That's according to the Office of the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of North Carolina. Donovan Dave Dixon, who lives in Fayetteville, was convicted in April with 20 counts of unlawful distribution of oxycodone outside the scope of professional practice and not for a legitimate medical purpose and one count of conspiring to unlawfully distribute oxycodone. So what what led to the charges? Tell us about this case. Well, evidence presented at the trial showed that Dixon was a licensed physician with a family practice in Pembroke from 2012 to 2015. An investigation into Dixon's actions started when the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration's Tactical Diversion Squad saw that four of the top ten oxycodone prescribing pharmacies in North Carolina were in the Lumberton area. Multiple witnesses testified during the trial that they had never met Dixon despite the fact hundreds of prescriptions had been issued in their name. Let's wrap it up, Nancy, with a crime blotter. Leonard Earl Brooks of Hope Mills is accused of taking sexual photographs and inappropriately touching a juvenile, according to the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office. The arrest warrant said that Brooks coerced a minor to engage in sexual activity and took a picture on two occasions, one in July and another in 2016. Meanwhile, two Fayetteville residents are accused of stealing more than 35 guns from a safe between October and January, according to arrest warrants in the Cumberland County Magistrate's Office. N. Matthew Truman and Roxanne Morelli, both of McBain Drive, are accused of taking antique firearms, including a French dueling match set, a 100-troy-ounce silver bar, shotguns, rifles, and pistols. Daquan Michael Hoffman of Jeffrey Drive in Fayetteville has been charged with two counts each of attempted murder and discharging a firearm into occupied property and one count each of assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill, inflicting serious injury and possession of firearm by a felon. The shooting happened about 9 p.m. in the parking lot on the 1800 block of Skybow Road near Morganton Road, according to the Fayetteville Police Department. Two people were in the vehicle when the shots were fired. One person was shot in the hand, according to Officer Asia Cannon. Hoffman ran from the scene and was caught along the All-American Freeway.
The death of Marquise Timmons Moore, who was found inside her home on York Road last month, has been ruled homicide. Fayetteville police have issued a warrant for first-degree murder for her husband, Michael Moore Sr. Police were still looking for Moore as of Tuesday, September the 4th. Um, his 2009 Nissan Maxima was found in Las Vegas. And that's it for episode 31 of Crime Time for Tuesday, September 4th. We welcome your comments and suggestions for Crime Time. You can reach me, Nancy McCleary, by email at nmccleary, 2 cs in McCleary, at fayobserver.com, or on Twitter at fo underscore McCleary. And you can reach me, Sonny Jones, by email at sjones at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at F.O. Sonny Jones. Again, thanks so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time.